recording um for what's with the neighbors episode 11 and we wanted to bring you guys behind the scenes i don't have my right (laughs) i just realized i I don't i don't have my filter on so um nope well they can't they can see my that's your real face yep yep this this is this is it (laughs) there's that lovely lady right there hey we're the radio ladies that make the magic um so we are fixing to do our recording and i actually wanted to read you guys the first day or the neighborhood story that's going to be featured in episode 11 real quick um give you guys a little a little treat a little treat so i'm gonna start right now so if you uh, if you want to listen, join in on the live video, or you could watch it later and not be as cool. So that's okay. Yeah, <clears throat> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So this one is called inconsiderate farting. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> Yesterday, I was on one of my evening walks when I passed someone in their front yard talking on the phone. As I walked by said person passed gas rather loudly this printer's haunted rather loudly (laughs) without even trying to conceal it naturally this upset me and ruined my train of thought not to mention it smelled if you feel like you need to break wind please do it in a place that won't affect passerby if you go outside please go backyard or another place that's away from the public eye let's all work to make our community better (laughs) this real guys (laughs) that's from the next door app um yeah uh guys do better conceal your farts um that's really inconsiderate that that person just how rude like they're breathing that in it's poisonous to your lungs. <laughs> Methane is bad for you. So, I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's just all around not a good idea to fart in public. Yeah, don't, so... don't fart in, in people's... Yeah. That's so rude. Next so rude. time you got to do it, go run to your backyard. Go do it. Go to your backyard. Go to your bathroom. Yeah, don't go to your fart bathroom. In... Yeah. There's no safe place to fart anymore. Nope. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No safe place. <laughs> so that is the uh, neighbor, one of the neighborhood stories for episode 11. I have 20% battery right now, so uh, I'm going to end this live. I just wanted to yeah. make it short and sweet. We wanted to show you guys the magic and behind the scenes. <laughs> so uh, that's that's this is where we do our thing. So y'all have a great day and uh, good weekend. Good weekend. Have a good weekend. Happy early Thanksgiving. Hey guys, this is our podcast. What's with the neighbors? I'm Bree. Yeah, I'm Amy. I don't know how I'm going to, I guess I could just have your neighborhood story before our intro. Oh, my bad. Sorry, dog. It's okay. I just thought about that. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, um. 
yeah this is what's with the neighbors true crime paranormal, paranormal. podcast everything yep. In between, we love to talk about neighborhood drama and ourselves. Aliens. Aliens. Uh, yes, definitely. I'm pretty sure most of the recording time has lately been about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. <laughs> parent, uh, we like to talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, all of it. Stalkers. In between, stalkers. Uh, cults. Cults. Brie wants me to do a cult and I'm not doing it because she keeps asking for it. So like a stubborn child, I am not giving in. I'm so asking. No, I'm not. I'm not going to quit asking. I'm going to be that stubborn child till I get what I want. And I wonder Alice. why my kid acts like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Just get it already. Just get it over with. You can watch Anyways. the movies. Do we have any announcements? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy no. Happy late too. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Black Friday shopping. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Safe. And safe Thanksgiving. Yeah. I hope everyone, you know, got those five dollar sock packs. That's, yep. that's the only thing I go out for is the socks you get like 10 socks we used to, for do, five we used to do the movies but now we just oh, get them yeah. visually yeah yeah you know you gotta you'll be on your stuff. your second day of leftover or uh, wait friday saturday sunday third day of leftovers at this point yeah. so you know hey hope you're hanging in there guys uh if you need a tip um eat some of that turkey on a sandwich with some mayo and some cranberry sauce and maybe if you want to throw some stuffing on there can i can i make a suggestion oh yes is this that one you told me about yes um, it, is. it might it might be uh it's called a uh thanksgiving pizza no you didn't tell me about this and i want to know about this it. is so stinking good so you do like a pita flat bread pizza and then you put uh, turkey on it, you put cranberry sauce, you put stuffing on it, and you do a little bit of um, mozzarella cheese on the top. It sounds gross. But that does dude, not it sound is, gross. It is so good. It's like sweet and salty. Oh, that's my thing. I've I only had it in Disney World. Haven't been oh, able to yeah, find it anywhere else. about that. Yeah. That sounds so good. Another one was Rick and I's first Thanksgiving together, which was a terrible experience for both of us. Um, that's for another story. But uh, <laughs> we the per we went to his friend's parents' house, and the dad the next morning did the bread. He toasted the bread, put mayonnaise on it with uh, mashed potatoes, oh. with salt and pepper on top of it, and ate it. Oh. And it sounded so gross. I'm like, that is disgusting. But he made me one and oh, it was so good. You know what I'm so thinking good. about. You know what I'm thinking about now with mashed potatoes. That burger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best burger of my whole life had mashed potatoes on it. Oh, so good. I want to hear a paranormal story. A spooky paranormal story. Spooky, um, spooky story. <laughs> spooky, spooky skeletons Skeletons. so i decided to go with a little bit of an easier lighter shorter story this week since you've been um, bringing us down for the last couple weeks. i'm i i can imagine i probably 
I'm hoping I scared the poop out of everybody whenever I told y'all about the black eyed kids. And I also taught you something. So, you know. Yes, you did. So I, I this stuff. week, right? It's great. We're, we're an educational podcast. That's what we are. We should change all of the... We teach you how not to die and how... (laughs) Basically just how not to die. How not to die. And about the dead. And if you encounter a ghost, how to to treat it. How to treat it. Yeah. Um, So I heard about this on a paranormal page that I'm on on Facebook. It's called, I'd never heard of it before. So I was intrigued. It's called the Occidental Hotel, not Accidental, Occidental Hotel. And it is in um, Wyoming, Buffalo, Buffalo, Wyoming. Oh, Um. <clears throat> so, uh, sorry, that was a weird noise. Um, so in the summer of 1879, Charles Buell stopped to settle while traveling the Bozeman Trail, which is, it's now Buffalo, Wyoming. Um, okay. This was back in like times where like Westerns and like back During, in like, the day. the old Oregon Trail times? Yes, exactly. Um, so throughout his stop, um, he, I'm, I'm guessing he was just like camping out there, um, and just kind of like, he liked the spot. So he just hung out there and decided to stay there. I don't know. Um, but throughout being there, he had seen many people go on the trail. Mm -hmm. Um, and one day some miners had been carrying, had been going through the trail and they were miners meaning children or no yeah mining mining like gold um they were carrying a lot of gold on them and they had asked to stop and rest there um Mm -hmm. temporarily if he would put them up but like from what i got it's like in the tent so like you're gonna put hey can we stay here like Sure, you can stay here. I've got the guest bedroom for free. Like, I heard you made up the unzip bed. it. I didn't have zippers. They definitely did not have zippers. Yeah, de- definitely not. Um, so they'd asked to stay with there with him and kind of chill out for a minute and take a rest. And uh, right. they also wanted somewhere to store their gold. Um, so they'd asked if there was a bank nearby, which I mean, it, the town was like not there yet so there there's not a bank um but he had a hole so he let them put it in the hole a a hole in the ground let me reiterate (laughs) that (laughs) he's like uh there ain't no banks here but i got this darn hole i don't it don't do much (laughs) you can put all your money in this hole (laughs) It was a different time, you guys. Um, so he let them store there, at, which, I mean, pretty much became the uh, first bank of uh, of Buffalo. The whole? Wyoming, the the whole? Yeah, like that location ended up being like the where a bank was. Um, so They're like, uh, everyone just come on in. Right, just, just bring, bring in, all your gold and, and put it in the Bring me your hole. gold put it in the hole just put your name just carve your name in the dot <laughs> i like your exit thanks <laughs> you have name in the dirt <laughs> um so uh eventually in 1880 the next year um buell the guy had opened up uh occidental hotel in 
saloon in that location. Um, And it was pretty much a part of the Wild West. Wow, wow, West. Not like Will Smith, Wild Wild West. But, you know. Oh, dang it. Jesse, Jesse James, Wild West. No, not Jesse. Jesse James is an actor. Buffalo Bill. Yes, exactly like Buffalo Bill, actually. I'm going to mention him. Um, and the hotel was actually one of the most renowned hotels in Wyoming, uh, throughout its life, life, it was owned by various owners. Um, and one of the little tidbits about them is that in 1918, during a high stakes poker game, Buell, the first owner actually lost the hotel. Why do you bet that? Why would you bet that? Um, to a J.R. Smith's alcohol had to have been involved. Oh, absolutely. It was in the saloon part. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he lost the hotel to this guy named J.R. Smith, um, whose wife, he didn't feel like running it. Um, J.R. Smith. I mean, I just talked about Will Smith, so maybe they're related. Maybe that's what it was. That's probably it. They're probably related. So Will Smith, um, his wife, Jada, Jada, um, (laughs) wait, or (laughs) Jade. (laughs) <laughs> no, not really. Oh, I was like, wait a second. I don't even have the wife's name because nowhere mentioned it. But <laughs> uh, this, making this, sure I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> this this part alone was hard to find, so the details were very scarce. Um, but his wife pretty much ran it, um, and she actually ran it successfully for like fifty eight years. So, go wife, you know, wife. doing her thing. Um, so being in such a well-traveled area, the hotel had seen, um, lots of famous faces in history, including Buffalo Bill Cody, who I didn't know who this guy was. I, I've heard of him, but I didn't know what he was famous for. So I, I looked up all these people. Um, he fought in the civil war and he hunted and killed over 4,000 Buffalo just in like a year, in a year, like, dude. That guy went ham. He went buffalo. No, he, well, he, he he was feeding construction workers, apparently. Sorry, PETA. Um, (laughs) uh, There's still plenty of buffaloes, so. Yeah. They're, they're, they're populated, guys. Don't worry. It's fine. (laughs) They're delicious, too. Yes, Um, they are. My dad shot uh, one one time. You what? My dad shot one. A buffalo? Mm -hmm. Does he have it? Like the head? No, wait. Oh, uh, no, for some reason he didn't do that one. Oh, he's got like elk and deer up in their house, though. Oh, and a bear. that's cool. Yeah. Scary at night. Um, another yes. famous person, very famous, was Teddy Roosevelt, the 26th <gasps> president. Um, he stayed there, spent some time there. Good old Teddy. Then. Yeah, Teddy. Um, Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> um. And General Sheridan, who was a famous Union gen- general and uh, Calamita, Cal- Cal- I'm going to uh-huh. butcher this, Calamity Jane, who was famous Sorry, for Bob. being an American frontier woman and a sharpshooter. So she was Ooh, badass. Yeah. Um, so in the 1920s and 1930s, um, the Great Depression hit and the hotel began to obviously lose customers. Right. And it went vacant, um, started becoming run down. And uh, in the 1980s, they thought that, you know, it's going to get torn down. It's done right. for. 
But in 1997, it was saved by a Dawn Dawson, who actually owns it today. Um, she restored and she restored it and got the hotel in the National Register, so it can't be torn down or anything. Um, and she brought it back to its former glory. Oh, good job. Good job. I like hearing stories like that because yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> so that's a little bit of the history behind it. Um, there's not a whole lot of known deaths, but there is one that is known there. Um, so I'll talk about that one real quick. Um, I'm sure a lot of people did die on the premises though. Cause like, and I'll tell you this later, but there's like bullet holes there still from the original, like, yeah. So there was some, there was some shooting. There was probably a lot of cowboys that died every now and then just from losing games or drunk yeah. fights well, if there's a salon yes yeah, yeah yeah um so i'm sure there's a lot of other deaths that happened there um and plus it was this was like the time of like indians and um cowboys, cowboys fighting and stuff like that so yeah um maybe on the premises um but this one is about a girl named emily um who actually lived there with her mother her mother was a prostitute in like a brothel that was there at the time sex, sex worker and the brothel at the time um and she unfortunately died of cholera in 1902 oh um that's pretty much the only well-known like documented that's, death that yeah. happened there interesting yeah. yeah um so with emily um she is the most commonly reported ghost seen there um people have seen her like in with her dark hair and her white dress just standing in areas really creepy um yeah like their their encounters with her are pretty nice and not like bad um yeah but the staff does say that she can be quite the prankster um (laughs) occasionally she'll pull on people's hair or their clothes um tap people on their shoulders grabbing hands um people will hear a female voice in the hall which they think is her no i don't um So that that's that's Emily there. That Emily. We and uh I can only find one place that said something about him, but apparently Teddy Roosevelt has been seen getting ready for a fishing trip in the library, which how do you know? Like do you see him like <laughs> grabbing a rod and a reel and like getting like, his bait and being like the bait on it? Getting, like, oh, he must be re- getting ready for a fishing trip, and that's definitely Teddy Roosevelt. So like I saw his ghost. <laughs> I That's don't know. So creepy. Like one one source said but that. But I love so. that. I, I know, I do too. I was like, oh, I, I've actually heard of him in lots of different ghost stories. Me too. So yeah. Um he's Maybe he's been he's, around. He's making his rounds. He's Maybe he's like... still alive. And maybe no one knows. Maybe he's like the oldest man in the world. Teddy Roosevelt, if you're there. Blink twice. Blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh Teddy Roosevelt, if you're there, blink twice. Oh, that's great. Um, so people have also reported seeing um strange lights floating around the upper floors, um, hearing strange voices, feeling cold spots. Um, they've gotten lots of EVPs from like investigators. Um, doors have been seen opening and closing and caught on camera. Um They've seen shadow figures. Uh, oh. They've heard glasses clinking in the restaurant area. Um, and 
this was another one that I saw. Uh, according to one of my sources, uh-huh. uh, there was a guest who left the hotel in the middle of the night um, because oh. they were run off by some kind of paranormal experience. Um, <gasps> the hotel had received a phone call from the guest who was in panic. Um, and they told them that while they were asleep, someone pulled off all their covers and they reported that items were being thrown around the room and uh the hotel tried to provide another room um but they had left and never returned (laughs) i wouldn't either Um, oh i would hate that so much right and after the after they left the owner went into the room and saw like everything was just a mess and thrown everywhere um nightstands were knocked over bed was moved and things were just like thrown all over the floor that ghost um, was mad. Right? Right. They were drunk. <laughs> they were drunk. <laughs> what is this drunk doing there? What is this stupid nightstand? <laughs> this is not what I put it. Those was fish. Those are very cute. So as for today, you can um, actually continue to go and eat here and stay there. Um, really? Yeah, like they have it like decked out to where it's like, like if you step in there, you feel like you're in the same time that it was yeah. born. Um, the hotel is actually furnished with some of the original uh, furniture and has like old fashioned antiques in there. Um, I hope they don't and... have the same mattresses. Ew, gross. Bed bugs. <laughs> um, it, it's a four four point five out of five stars or four and a half out of five wow. stars. So no bed bugs. Um, there's actually um, a really nice part is that there's bullet holes still there too. So like you know, that. like you can get like it's kind of like a skylight, um, you know, <laughs> like stars, like natural like, stars in your room. They they yeah. advertise it as like natural lighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're trying to save on electricity. We kept these for a reason. <laughs> um, I actually like that that they kept the bullet holes. I know, me too. There. Makes, That's yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, it makes it really cool. Um, and they actually, in that town in Buffalo, that's actually where they shoot the show Longmire. So um, I'm pretty oh. sure they've used the saloon area yeah. for shootings. Um, but yeah, that is the story of the historical Occidental Hotel in Wyoming. Buffalo, Wyoming. You they guys should go like stay there. like that it's named Occidental. I know. It sounds weird. Like, I, I kept on putting it as octagonal, and I was like, this isn't that's right. Yeah. But yeah, that's Occidental Hotel in Buffalo, Wyoming. Go stay there. I read some great reviews. So, and a lot of people have seen, like, Emily and have had other things weird happen. Nothing bad. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our friend Kate is from Wyoming. Oh, yeah, that's right. She is. Mm-hmm. Kate. Oh, okay. I'll tell you at the end. I did have something that I wanted to tell you that I wanted to tell you from last episode, but I forgot. You can tell me now. Or do you want oh. to save it? I can tell you now. Um, so whenever I was doing the Black Eyed Kids story, um, I meant to tell you, because you know how sometimes creepy things happen to me or weird things happen to me whenever I'm doing my stories? Um, so something happened to me then. Um, we have this Dalmatian dog toy that you pull. It's like Mm -hmm. string. You've probably seen one before. Um, pretty common baby toy. But anyway, it's usually off. 
and it usually doesn't turn on unless you press the buttons. And we, it was like two or three in the morning, and I hear, no, do do do. I like to say every day we can walk. And we can ride. Let's all have fun. Follow you everywhere you go. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, Josh, the toy's going off. And he's like, okay. He's like, just let it go. And I was like, no, I need it off like now. That's freaking <laughs> me out. Like <laughs> anything but kids' toys. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah, that that happened in the middle of the night. It just went off on it. It wasn't close to like it was. Josh said it was on its side, but that's it. Like it must have been, and the dogs were all sleeping. The cat was asleep, so like I don't know. It just Charlotte. Went off. I know what happened. Charlotte. Charlotte got up and turned it on real quick. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that or like maybe a teeny tiny earthquake happened and it like nudged it. I don't know. Yeah. Could have. I don't yeah. know. But I that's what that. I'm saying happened. I do too. You want to hear a story? Yes. I Okay. Yes, I so do because you, you made me so excited to hear it. Okay. So this is actually uh, was requested by one of our listeners. Uh, her name is Carol and she's actually been um, – she is – rick's best friend's wife's mom so rick's best friend's mother-in-law oh okay okay but she also works at the hospital that rick is at so she comes in and talks to him every day and oh thank you yeah. carol for all that you do yeah she's, she's amazing um yeah so she comes in and sees him every day and rick told her about our podcast because she listens to podcasts while she's working and stuff and so um she and she listens to true crime she loves true crime so she started listening to us and then she's like do you take listener requests and i was like sure do heck yes we do so um this is a shout out to carol thank you first off thank you so much for everything that you do at the hospital Definitely. and then secondly thank you for this story and you, carol another thing is uh she actually worked like back in the day worked with uh the murderer <clears throat> before he murdered people or whatever whatever comes of the story she actually worked with him at a gas station like this this person in this story yep <gasps> what yeah so this story uh takes place in cottonwood california which is like 30 minute uh, like a 30 minute drive from Reading, which is where i'm at right now right so it's a it's like a hometown story i'm like in also. my head trying to guess but I probably won't. Um, I never heard of this story. So, okay. okay. Uh, when she told me about it, I actually had to read a book, a whole freaking book. It was like 300 pages. And then I watched a documentary and then read news articles about it because yep, it was one of those, like, there's not a lot of information about it except for like extravagant. You have to get everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a good story then. Yes, it is. I did a lot of digging. I did a lot of digging. 
So, and she told me that when I like looked it up, I was like, there's like nothing on this except for like a few news articles and a book. <laughs> right? Like who has time to read a book? Yeah. Well, I, I did. Cause did you read <laughs> it? Did would... you listen? No, I read it. Cause oh, it was, snap. uh, I didn't know if there was any audible, uh, tapes, but I had to read the book. Oh. So it was like 350 pages or something. That's what I did with the with the Valiant Thor. I had to yeah, buy a bunch of books on right. Audible. Yeah. I didn't listen because uh, there's nothing else better to do at the hospital. So, yeah. Anyways, so this is the story of Carol Gart Garden. Uh, so Todd Garden was a pretty Wait, typical. Carol Garden? Yeah. Is this the lady that requested it? No, this uh, her name. Uh, her name is Carol, but two separate. Okay, Carols. gotcha. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, She's involved. Her. <laughs> no, she said she worked with him. <laughs> yes, she worked with him at a gas station at one point. But so okay. Todd Garden was a pretty typical grungy guy in the eighties. You know, like. Black wore everything black, and anyways, um, and he and his friend Colin Colbank met in Portland, Oregon, where they were from, and they created a band together. They're like, yeah, let's band. let's get a band together. <laughs> um, they had typical groupies that uh and did shows often. They would dabble with cigarettes and they would drink and sleep with the little groupie gals that they had and, you know, had a great time. Typical. Typical. So uh, Todd actually eventually met Carol Gar Garden. Garden. Her, that wasn't her last name at the time, but he met Carol and uh, she seemed to really keep him straight on the straight and narrow uh, but Carol never actually brought Todd around her family. So they weren't like too sure of him. They're like, we don't really know him. Uh, he's not the greatest of guys just by, you know, his demeanor and stuff like that. But, um, and they also said that he was really immature for his age. Um, Carol then shocked her family when she decided to move out and move in with Todd. Uh, Todd then enlisted into the Marine Corps, 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 mm -hmm. into the Marines Corps, Corps, uh, enlisted into the Marine Corps and Carol's family was actually, her family was actually really excited about that because they're like, you know, that will straighten Strain you up. Out. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, That's what everybody <laughs> thinks. Uh, <laughs> everybody uh, thinks about the military. <laughs> they're going to uh, put some discipline in them. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a butt Just there. Like, uh, Todd barely made it out of basic training. What? Uh, he he it's couldn't. Like the easiest part. I know, but he couldn't take orders, so he, they discharged him. <gasps> you know, like I've actually known quite a few people that either dropped out of basic training because they did so terrible, or they're like, "Please don't come back." Like. <gasps> Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I figured it was, like, super easy. So, well, it's it's not like you can't do it physically. It's 
you have to be you, able to listen to people and do as you're you, told. Yeah. And I've actually known quite a few people mm. here that I went to high school with that never made it past basic training. So that's what the military is. Take orders. <laughs> Follow them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So he was, he was discharged. They decided to move to Cottonwood, California for a fresh start, uh, which is that town that I was telling you about. So that is where Todd met Dale Gordon and at Dale's alignment shop that he had. Sounds like and, a race car driver. Well, what's funny is when I was do- researching this, I saw the name Dale Gordon because my dad has a really good friend named Dale. And so I took a picture of the guy and sent it to my dad. I'm like, is this Dale? Is this, is this Dale your friend? And so he ended up calling me and we we're talking and he's like, no, Dale has a car wash. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I felt so dumb because I'm like, I know this Dale that you're friends with. I don't know how I didn't put the two together for a second. <laughs> he's like, nope, that's not him. I'm like, oh, good. Cause he would have been involved in a murder. <laughs> so different Dale Gordon. Um, but that's where Todd met Dale Gordon at Dale's alignment shop and they became really good friends. They both had military backgrounds and bonded up military background. <laughs> military, whatever. <laughs> bonded over the love of guns and whatnot. So Dale ended up losing his shop and couldn't make ends meet. So Todd and Carol opened up their home to him. Uh and Todd got Dale a job at the fencing. Fencing company he worked for. Todd was also friends with a guy named Norman. I don't know how they met, but he had a friend named Norman. Todd, Norman, Carol, and Dale were like a little gang. Todd brought them all together, but Carol was like the one that kept them grounded and kept them together. She was the fun one, you know, the glue of the group. Um, she always came up with ideas to do things, um, or would put them in their place when it was needed. Uh, Todd mom. was, yeah, she was like a mom of the group, but Todd was the <laughs> ringleader of the group though. Uh, he would always talk about a secret Irish military group filled with ex CIA members that he would occasionally, uh, that he was a part of and would occasionally like offer Dale and Norman to be a part of it. And they're like, nah, man, that, that, that ain't for me. Like, it was just like a weird, he'd like casually like drop it into conversations like yeah, okay. the group that I'm part- yeah yeah <laughs> By the we way. Did this. Blah, blah, blah. so September of 1997 Carol found out she was pregnant um all of them were super excited about the new addition to the little posse uh Carol didn't uh tell her parents or brothers about it until she was about five months pregnant which was a little strange but uh, regardless, like she was really excited when she told her parents, like, they're like, this is her destiny. Like, this is what she was meant to do is to be a mom. Yeah. Um, on May 16th, 1998 at 7 PM, the police got a call about a possible homicide. Uh, they found Carol's body laying on the ground in her bedroom. Dang it, Amy. I know. She had multiple gunshot wounds and the paramedics attempted to revive her, but she was ultimately pronounced dead on the scene. And her baby, which she was eight months pregnant at the time, uh, did not make it either. 
I, know, I I'm hate sorry. this guy. I know. So uh, Todd and Dale. Carol, were... why did you suggest that? It's okay. It's interesting. <laughs> Todd and Dale were taken down to the station to give their stories. And this is what Dale said. Uh, Dale went to work and came home expecting everyone to be home by then. But um, he found the front door open. So he thought that they had been robbed, but nothing was missing. So about 15 minutes later, Todd came home and went to their bedroom. And that's when Dale heard Todd yell, call 911 from his bedroom. Todd's story was that Norman, Carol, and Todd went to the fairgrounds where there was a Uh gun show happening. (laughs) Different stories. Uh, Well, hold on. Uh, Todd said that there was, they went to the uh, fairgrounds where a gun show was happening to sell guns there. Carol showed up later with her friend after checking out a birth, the birthing unit at the hospital. And after being at the show for a while, Carol, Carol said she wanted to go home and Norman went with her. Todd left the fairgrounds about five o'clock, went to his parents to drop off a piece of equipment, then drove home. And that's when he found Carol on the floor in the bedroom laying in a pool of blood. So their stories line up. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just didn't get the before part. Okay, got yeah. you. They checked out his alibi and it checked out Todd's. So he's uh, at the gun show. Yeah, he was at the gun show. And then his parents and then went home. The police put out a bolo, which is uh, be on the lookout for, uh, Norman because he was more than likely the last person to see carol alive because he went in the car with her um about 12 hours after the murder of carol norman was found and went down to the station in reading because like i don't know why he couldn't go to conward i don't know anyway maybe at the so time he, yeah or it's because like maybe it was bigger. Uh, well i think it was because the sheriff like it where was they were in, found yeah right. the sheriffs right you know instead of the city norman said that when they got back to the house from the gun show carol and him finished a movie that they uh started watching the night before and then she went to bed norman then took the movie back to the movie rental store and then went back to the house he then walked back into the house pulled out a a pistol and hid it in his jacket quietly walked into her room cocked the gun and shot her then left he said that he killed carol out of jealousy in the office yeah the officers were like you killed carol out of jealousy right? who are you jealous of they're like what the heck they're like there has to be more to this story but that's all they got um on may 22nd they had a memorial service for carol uh her parents said that there was a lot of people that didn't they didn't know there they're like what like they felt out of place because it was their daughter but it was like they were the strangers they were the strangers yeah colin todd's old bandmate uh went to the memorial service even though he lived in portland but he came down for the service um colin and his girlfriend went to the memorial they walked into the lobby and saw a woman standing there named Lynn. Who is Lynn? Glad you right. asked. <laughs> oh, who is Lynn, Amy? <laughs> so let's go back 12 years to 1986. Oh okay. Lynn, no. Lynn, <laughs> Lynn was born in 1980. 
Lynn was a groupie for the band Todd and Colin were in. Lynn was also trying to get close to Todd and would constantly get Todd in trouble for things, do drugs and whatnot. She was she was a troublemaker. She was a she was bad news. Bad news bears. (laughs) After the band split and Todd and Carol moved to Cottonwood, Lynn was like out of the picture. Uh, she ended up getting married and lived a happy life in Portland with her husband, uh, Dean Noyes. And uh, what an eighties name, Dean. Dean. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, ha- you know, she was living a good life with her kid and her husband and up in Portland. So they're like, why is she here? Like, what the heck is right? going on? They were, how do you know her? Of- yeah. So all of their friends were like super shocked they're like what the heck and she was also like during the service she was like all over Todd like hanging on him and like "Ah, Todd and And she's married yeah and everyone's like Todd's wife just died like get off of him um right so their friends they were like something is not right something is wrong here um so let's go uh, back back to the the day yeah the day after the service may 18th back from the past sorry (laughs) on may 18th 1998 norman reached out to the police i mean he was obviously arrested but he was like i got some more news so he, he reached out to the police and said that there's more to the story he said that he did not commit the murder because of jealousy it was actually a contract and he said he was hired irish (laughs) he said that he was hired to be an assassin hired to be an assassin in an organization which was somehow tied back to the military um an assassin hire group he said he received a packet from the head of the company and inside the packet was a job he must complete. He was told before he opened the packet that he cannot go back and he must complete it. Otherwise, his family would be killed. Um, oh, I was about to say, I wouldn't complete it if I was told to do it. But then your family is going to get killed. And Yeah, but that was before he even opened the up police. the packet. Okay. When Norman opened up the packet, he was shocked to find that the person for to murder was Carol. Uh, it had a picture of her, her address, work address, phone numbers, all of it, everything. Um, uh, there was no denying that it was Carol, uh, along with the window of time to complete the mission, which was between March 28th and May 20th. Norman told the police that he had destroyed the packet, which explained Carol was a spy and had planted bombs in ireland back when she was a teenager but he did save the wax the envelope was sealed with so um and he also said that he had been in contact with someone from the company but only by email and the contacts person's code name was josephine the police were like (laughs) like what the heck it's like a (laughs) 20th century scammer the, the 20th police were century like, murder scammer yeah the police were like what <laughs> so since he had gave them this information they're like all right let's go see if it's true or not how did this not be big news i have no idea <laughs> this is like crazy <laughs> anyway sorry maybe that's why there's a book about it <laughs> uh, yeah they found a wax seal and the emails between josephine and norman 
uh, Norman continued to talk to the investigators regularly. And Norman was always talking about how he feels like it was a setup by someone. He's like, I don't understand why someone would want Carol to to be killed. She's not a significant person because this company was all about like controlling like the government and stuff like that. So he's like, I don't understand why Carol needed to be killed. Why would someone want her dead? Then all of a sudden while talking to the police it dawned on norman that josephine was actually lynn noise the groupie <sighs> yep after- <laughs> sorry after- <laughs> okay. she was a spy what <laughs> <laughs> after this a few story discussions- <laughs> is- <laughs> after a few discussions it was discovered uh that Todd and Lynn had an ongoing affair. Oh, so she never was out all of the over picture. Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Norman also told the investigators there was another target and even an attempt to kill the victim. And that victim was Dean Noise, Lynn's husband. Jeez. So <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> in an interview, Dean said he had good memories with Lynn. They were, you know, they were in love. They had no reason to believe she was wrapped up in a conspiracy to kill him. She, you know, never gave, they had a really good marriage. Denial. <laughs> a search warrant was issued for the noise home. Dean said that that's actually how he found out that someone wanted to kill him because the police like showed up in Portland. They're like, we have a warrant to search her home. And he's like, what? What the heck? Like, what's going on? And so they, like, went over the warrant with him. And he was, like, reading it. And in the warrants, like, conspiracy to kill Dean Noise. And he's like, someone wants to kill me? What? So. Like, why um, break the news? <laughs> I know. Uh, Lynn was brought down to the sheriff's office in Portland. And I watched an interview of the of an officer that conducted the interview with Lynn and he said there that Lynn seemed like an ordinary soccer mom uh not someone who would be caught up in murder for hire did that make sense yeah so Lynn did end up confessing to her involvement of Carol and her husband Dean In the interview, she said that she has been out of control for a long time and always wanted for wanted her and Todd to end up together, but not like this, like with people dying and people. I don't want anybody to die. I just want to be with him. Yeah. But if it has to be done, it has to be done. It has to be done. Dean. (laughs) Destin. So another. So the documentary that I watched, Dean. Uh, said I Lynn was down there for about eight hours then they let her come home they didn't put her in jail no you killed a pregnant woman (laughs) could you imagine like his shock when he's like they just let her come home like she's gonna kill you man run when she be like watching like every knife in the house i'd be so ready be like mr and mrs smith up in there (laughs) when she came back to the house (laughs) when they sat uh she came back to the house they sat down at the dining table and she told him everything 
So, I mean, good on you for controlling yourself, Todd, uh, Dean. So, she said Todd approached Dale, his buddy, in 1987 about killing Dean. He said that that uh, he told Dale that Dean was an abusive husband and he was going to kill Lynn and she was scared. <gasps> so, they're like, we have to kill Dean instead of, like, calling the cops. I don't know. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, so uh, Dale, Todd, and Norman went up to Portland to plot Dean's murder. Lynn gave them the description of Dean's car, and they went to the parking garage at his work where they were going to wait for him to leave work and then shoot him with a silenced pistol. But when they got to the garage, they didn't find the vehicle that he was supposed to be driving, so they left. Uh, Dean believes that lynn gave them the wrong description of the vehicle on purpose to save him so dean said that he doesn't have any hate towards lynn for wanting him dead i mean he doesn't believe he truly wanted to do it maybe but at the same time like dude like she was still involved in it she could have easily gone to the police which or told yeah. you hey by the way yeah. somebody's gonna try to kill you yeah but then she would have to confess to her affair well you know if you want to be a good person yeah well todd built up this assassination group he was a part of so much that everyone believed that he was a part of it claiming he did like all these operations because of his military like he was talking about it before uh, everything was even a thing yeah yeah he'd been talking about it for a long time he'd been planning this for a while he had to yeah um he's he know he said that he was part of all these operations because of his military background and was once loaned out to the dea by the marines because he was so good at what he did (laughs) Which, okay, <laughs> the <Whatever>. investigators, <laughs> the investigators were able to determine Todd. Todd, Todd was the ringleader and responsible for Carol's death. And upon an investigation, Todd had uh, was actually took out a life insurance policy on Carol for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. So dun dun dun. Uh, with all the testimonies and evidence evidence against him, Todd Gardner was arrested. Garton garton it's pronounced gart or it's spelled garton g-a-r-t-o-n but it's pronounced garden 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 yeah uh the, so the trials began in 2011 del gordon was sentenced to Jeez. prison for <laughs> was sentenced to prison for 10 years for his role in conspiracy to kill dean noise uh during the interview de- that i saw on the documentary Dill said he deserved jail. He's like, I deserved it. Um, Good for him. Yeah, he was so sorry. Owning up to his shit. Yep. He was so sorry that he even had the thought to kill Dean and didn't realize that Todd was manipulating everybody. So uh, Lynn Noyes, the wife, was sentenced to 25 years in prison for her role in uh, Carol's murder. And will be eligible for parole in just three years. Which From is now? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Norman Daniels was the one that actually killed Carol, was sentenced to 50 years in prison for the murder of Carol and will be eligible for parole in 30 years. Um, and Carol's brother during uh, the documentary said that uh, he actually felt sad for Norman because during the testimony on the stand, you could really tell that Norman truly believed he if he didn't do it. It that sounds they would- like it. Yeah. Especially since he, he seemed like the, the government thing was kind of sketchy because he saved the wax seal. Yep. Yep. Uh, he truly believed that if he didn't do it, he would get killed. You know, his wife and kids would get killed. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. So after an hour and 10 minutes of deliberation, Todd was sentenced to death for first degree murder of his wife and unborn child. He is currently on death row at the San Quentin, 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 uh, yeah. uh, state prison in California. Good. Um, and there's another part that I didn't know where to put it in this story because it really, I mean, it fits. Jumbled it everywhere. Fit. Yeah. Um, Another part was the company he talked about, which is fake, by the way, obviously, was an Irish assassination or (laughs) was an Irish assassin company. And during the trials and being questioned on the witness stand, Todd spoke in a phony Irish accent. (laughs) (laughs) What? He's really trying to play the part. (laughs) I don't know where to put this. Little tidbit there. Yeah. So that is the story of Carol Garden. That was such a good story. Oh my gosh! I want to know where that documentary is, or I will send it to you. Yes, please. That sounds. Oh my gosh! That was so good. So good. And the something is really good here on TV. I know it seems like it's fake, but it's real. It happened. Yeah, that's so wild. I know. Oh, poor Carol. I know. And thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. Jordan's mother in law, for sure. In law. Yes. And also, thanks for everything that you do because yes, your job is hard. You. Your job is very hard. Yep. Especially right and now. Thank you for keeping an eye on my husband. Yeah. How's yeah. he doing? He's doing good today. Good. Yeah, he's having a good day. Oh, what was I going to say? She listened. I was like, when you listen, just like skip over episode three. Oh, yeah. No, episode three. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, please, please don't listen to that episode. It's our our little, little uh, inside. Inside. It's not an inside joke. Like, it's there. Just, it's it's our warning. Like, it's our running warning. Yeah. Listen to what's with the neighbors. But skip episode three. Skip episode three. Go back three. to it after you've heard a few good episodes. Yeah. And have That's, had a drink or two. I told her, I was like, you should like listen to the newest ones and then go, go backwards. backwards. I was <laughs> like, our sound gets so much better in the first couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. After our first couple episodes. <laughs> My brother was just listening or was just telling me that he's all caught up with us. And I was like, "Do you, are you liking it? And he's like, yeah, y'all have gotten so much better. Your sound is really good now. And I was like, yeah, it's because we're recording over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and we have new mics. So he's like, mics. oh, yeah. He's like, you guys should record in a closet. And I was like, yeah. I was like, Amy said some podcasts do or have done that. Amy has a sauna. We should record in her sauna. <gasps> oh. Just saying. That'd be like. 
like confined space, no echoes. We'd be so close to each other. Yeah, we would just have to wear headphones so we wouldn't bounce off of each other. I'm just saying. Yeah, I can get close. You can get. Oh. <laughs> By I the said way, close. <laughs> oh, we can get close. <laughs> close. Um, um, your your shadow on your microphone every now and then makes you look like you're missing some teeth. <laughs> I can't look at you. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her mouth it's the way i set it set it up today the light and the microphone and it keeps on hitting your teeth and i'm just like <laughs> hey, hey, what's happened to you <laughs> is it too fair made some visits to you <laughs> i miss you buddy i miss you too we should be going oh. home as soon as rick goes to rehab we'll see him for like a day or so and then we're gonna head back so well, you know you guys take actually your time. i actually bought but don't but do. damn i bought us uh, tickets back so for but, when? i mean i bought them for the 30th but uh i will change them as needed so we just guys gonna like play it by ear yeah so Oh, do you want to hear my neighborhood story? I totally do. We almost forgot it, didn't we? We cut a lot of that out. Yep. No, not going to. Left you out. All right. I found this story on the Nextdoor app. I found your smile. Were you being chased by Sasquatch and lost your teeth in the escape? Were you yelling at your grandkids and you lost your teeth in frustration? Were you chasing the chicken across the road and in the middle of it saying, boink, boink, you lost your teeth? (laughs) What? Were you drunk as a skunk mumbling and stumbling across the street and your teeth fell out? How did you lose your teeth? I found someone's teeth in the street near Westgate (gasps) and Cherry Creek Drive. (laughs) Message me on how to get your chompers back but be prepared to answer the question of how you lost them inquiring minds that need to know and then this is like the team <gasps> oh my like god dentures. dentures that's fair <laughs> i would want to know too i'd be like all right yeah. i'm gonna give you these back but i'm gonna need a story with it <laughs> were you chewing gum and walking at the same gum? time that's my grandma that she can't do that can't chew gum and walk at the same Mm-mm. time. Nope. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. We had really good neighborhood story. We had good stories today. Yeah, we did. I agree. Dude, I liked your story. Was so good. You have to watch. Rick even watched the documentary with me. I am. I'm. You're gonna have to send it to me. I, I was will. gonna say I'm dying to watch it, but dying. <laughs> oh it's so funny all right guys we're gonna go yep uh so um to listen to us guys you can find us pretty much anywhere uh all the big ones including google spotify apple um facebook yeah facebook you can find us on facebook um on (laughs) apple itunes uh if you could give us a review that'd be great not just a rating but a review as well it just takes two seconds out of your day guys please just write something nice about us and then give us five stars that would be so great right it helps us out so much um also you 
can follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you can just search at WWTN podcast. Um, our website is what's with the neighbors.com. And on there you can uh, find our Patreon, which is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash what's with the neighbors. Uh, $5 a month gets you unlimited access to unedited videos and extra videos. And we want to do a lot of fun things that we're saving for our Patreon donor bus. But uh, we're it's pretty much our parents right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting for more people to donate in order to do these things. So please just five dollars a month that's all it is and uh you want to see these beautiful faces so yeah if, if you guys really like us and you want us to keep on going you know it really helps us keep on going equipment advertising 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 equipment we want better things so please that would help us a lot thank you absolutely uh, also, feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or even stories, um, story suggestions, anything. Uh, tell us how your day was. Um, tell us if you saw someone get stabbed. Why was I going to say that? I don't know. But, I was, you know, well, it's a I mean, personal true crime story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, personal true if crime you- stories. <laughs> Or if you have like, if your neighbors are awful and you want to tell us about them, yeah, complain about them to us. Like you can even use like an incognito name. We don't care. Use Jane Doe and Fred Meyer. I don't know. Oh, that's a store. (laughs) Um, Also, like, I think people don't understand paranormal and true crime. Like there's so much into this that we can like so many stories that we could tell, like not just like someone killing something. You can tell a stalker story. You can tell a cult yeah. story, alien, Sasquatch, Mothman, legend, urban legends, yeah. ghosts, anything personal that you, that involves any of these topics, send them in to our email. And that's at wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we've been getting a little bit more stories this week and they are greatly appreciated. And we want to be able to do listener stories at least like once a month or every few weeks. So send those stories in. Yeah. We will spread the news. We will spread the news. Yeah. That, that is it. Thanks for listening. That's it. And have you checked on the neighbors lately? What's with the neighbors? Green, Amy, Amy. Amy. Oh! Oh! <laughs> What's with the